Warriors. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Warriors End Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about two core tenets of the warrior ethos, responsibility and accountability. So what do these two terms really mean, responsibility and accountability? Really, if you break it down, it means that the world doesn't owe you anything. So a lot of people go through life and they, they encounter these hard times in, in their life and, you know, I don't have enough money or, you know, I don't, I'm not as popular as I want to be on social media or I don't have enough real world friends that support me. And these types of uh, victim type mentalities really hold your, your recovery back. And you have to make the stand and you have to make the pledge to yourself. It's like, look, the world and my existence in it, I am not owed anything. I have to earn everything that I get. And that's really where the responsibility and accountability pieces come together. So your responsibility is saying that, okay, I understand that I wasn't dealt the best hand of cards, you know, in my life. And that may or not may or may not be true. However, you have to take the responsibility to say, okay, uh, I am personally accountable, which is another piece of the ethos, to recover for myself because you are the only person that's going to be able to pull yourself out of this anxious mindset, out of depression, out of mental health issues. You have to make the decision. And when you make that decision, there's a piece of accountability that comes with that, that says, okay, so now I'm taking stock of my life. I understand the world doesn't owe me anything. So I have to make amends in relationships in my life where I've wronged someone, I've lashed out at them because I was in an anxious mindset and I was just not dealing with it well that day. And I've hurt hurt people's feelings and really done things that I really wish I wouldn't have done. And that's the accountability piece. And that's honestly when we're going through recovery, such a difficult piece of the healing, but it is a very crucial one, is when you can approach your your brother, your sister, mom and dad, your best friend, you know, these, these people that you, you may have lashed out at them and, you know, really hurt their feelings at some point in your life because you were just not in the best headspace. You have to make the pledge to them and say, look, I've treated you poorly in the past, but I want to make, I want to make a change in my life and I'm not making excuses. I'm saying that I'm going to try and recover as best I can for my anxiety and mental health issues. And I just want to say, I'm sorry, but moving forward from here, I'm going to do better. I'm going to be better. And I'm not just going to, you know, pay you lip service. I'm going to show you through my actions that I'm going to make amends for things I've done in my past. And when you're going through that type of mentality, you have to think of yourself as not living your life as a debt collector. Instead, you want to spread your wealth of your mentality and help others. So instead of having your hand, uh, you know, having a handout and saying, hey, uh, please, therapy, you know, uh, YouTube videos, whatever, whatever it is, help me recover from this, you know, mental health issue. And, and even listening to this podcast, you could say, well, I'm hoping that I can listen, listen to the Warriors and podcast and recover myself. And in reality, these are only tools to help you recover. That's the only thing. And, and from my experience, 
I have recovered fully and I have gone to therapy and I have looked at YouTube videos and I have done a lot of work in that world, the external world, to help figure out what's going on within me. But at the end of the day, I had to make the decision and I had to take the responsibility and the accountability for my actions in the past. And now that moving forward, I never use my anxious mindset as an excuse. I, I understand that I will have anxious moments in my life, but I have to realize that I did it to myself. And that realization is it's hard to swallow because people think that, well, the world's really hard and, you know, I, I've had all these things happen in my life and, you know, I, I didn't do it to me. The world, the world did it to me. And you have to be able to, as a warrior, swallow your pride, take a moment, have a little bit of humility as well and say, look, I know the world is hard. Life is hard. However, your reaction to life is a personal decision. So you can either choose to help others and, and try to make a life for yourself, or you can choose to play the victim, which a lot of the time anxious mindset wants us to be a victim because it, it allows us to reach out to others to help solve our problems. But you're the one that chose that mentality. And that's so hard for some people to realize, and it's it really kind of hit can hit home because it, people realize it's like, man, you know, I've just not really been able to live the life that I want to live, and I wish things had been different. I wish I was taller. I wish I was faster. I wish I had more money. And all those mentalities, all those thoughts, are all personal to you. And it's not to say that there aren't going to be people that help you in your life, but at the, at the end of the day, you have to sit in that dark room and say, look, I did this to myself. And whatever reason that is, whether you wanted to uh, gain sympathy or empathy from others, to try and you know, garner attention uh, from people in your life or to have them thinking about you, you have to make the decision to say, okay, I don't want them thinking about me. I'll think about them and how I can help them. And when you take that uh, mentality and you flip it on its head, that's when your recovery begins. That's when you start healing from the world and all the things and the trauma that's occurred to you. And you have to realize is that if you're, if you're pursuing therapy or you're pursuing podcasts or YouTube videos or articles to try to help you and give you the spark to recover, all of the people, all the human beings, just like you, who wrote those articles, who made those YouTube videos, who made those podcasts, can only take you as far as they've gone themselves. And in my journey, I have gone from rock bottom to where I am today, and I'm proud of that fact, and so that's why I have this sense of um, duty to you, the listener, to let you know that recovery is possible. And you know, in my and just to give you some examples in my life, um, life is you know is is a hard hitter, man. You got to think of yourself as Rocky Balboa, you know, in Rocky One, where he's getting beat up and he gets knocked down, and uh, you know gets up against uh, Apollo Creed, and you know this and refuses to quit. And I've had those moments in my life, you know, I. Um, you know, was uh, on my own. I was 21. Uh, you know, working working IT, 
And at the time, uh, this was uh, it's about 10 years ago now, I had my first girlfriend. Uh, so that was a, a, you know, a huge thing. And I also had, you know, my best friend from high school lived, you know, two doors down from me in the same apartment complex. So I thought, hey, man, I'm living high on the hog. This is great. And then, you know, the universe comes through sometimes and it gives you these tests. And my girlfriend wound up breaking up with me. And that was that was really tough because everybody knows you know, your first breakup is really, really hard. And then at my my best friend from high school started, you know, flaking out on me and getting into conspiracy theories and things. And I had to break that relationship off. So I had two relationships in my life that were very important to me implode. And it, it rocked my world. It's like I sat there and I was like, I was anxious, I was depressed. I was just sitting alone in my apartment, you know, wondering what am I gonna do now? And, you know, I could text friends and say, hey man, I'm having a hard time. And really all you're gonna get most of the time when people do that, when you text someone like that, it's like say, hey, I'm, I'm here for you. Um, you know, I want you to get better and heal. But, you know, at, at, the, end of the, at the end of the day, they cannot take that burden from you. You have to endure it. You have to be the only person in the world that will say, okay, enough is enough. And I have to do something about this. And, you know, back then, you know, 10 years ago, I was still had an extremely anxious mindset. So it took me a while to recover from both of those impacts of my life. And those relationships and those impacts carried through to more recently when, you know, on deployment, you know, for the military, I started having, you know, really a lot of trauma, just, you know, just anxiety, panic attacks all the time. And I was like, man, I thought I was done with this chapter of my life. But like I said, I had to have the responsibility and say, okay, well, here, here are these intense emotions again. I have to figure out a way to overcome this. And when I was, you know, overseas, you know, started working out a lot more, trying, trying to do positive visualization and things to try to push myself to the next level. And, you know, it was hard, but it, it got me through the deployment. And it's, it's kind of funny because the mind is, uh, you know, very, very, a very interesting place, you know, and, you know, out of, out of a six month deployment, you know, I was like three months in and I would tell myself, as like, look, you only have to live for three more months and then you can come home and then everything's going to be okay. And that type of mentality, looking back on it now, I'm like, man, what was I thinking? Like, you know, live for three more months? You know, that's not a good way to look at life. You know, I'm just enduring for another three more months. So, but it, eventually, I, you know, I made it home and, you know, got, you know, resettled and everything. But I still had problems at home, too, where I would wake up at night and, you know, I was just in a dead panic. And I would wake up and I'd be so disoriented because I was in REM sleep and I was having that huge sur surge of adrenaline from a bad dream or whatever was going on at the time. And I would wake up and I didn't know where I was. I was like breathing extremely heavily and you know, it was scary. It was just really scary. I, I, my thing was, I thought that I had just swallowed poison and I only had like, you know, 15 minutes to live. And that was such a, such a traumatic thing for me. And when I eventually like five, 10, 15 minutes later, started to calm down a bit and get a little bit more clear headed, I was like, man, well, I gotta do something. I have to do something. And it was on my own. And I literally was in a dark room. I was lying in my bed and I was just like, 
man, Wes, what do you, you've lived your life this long, and if you keep going down this path, you are never going to heal fully. You're never going to recover. You're just going to be trapped in this mindset forever, and that's no way to attack life. That's no way to live. So I made a decision to recover for me. And now that I've made that decision and have taken responsibility for that, I'm in a better headspace now where I don't have panic attacks anymore. I do panic challenges as I like to call them. And I have a, 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 I'm holding myself accountable to create this podcast, to you know build up the website and things to help you. Because I want you to know, whoever's listening to this, is that I did it. I recovered. And that was such an, a hard decision to make because I wanted to, I wanted the attention. I wanted to be able to call my sister or call my friends and say, hey, I'm having a hard time. And that attention was nice, but it was only superficial. And it's not to say that my friends and family didn't care about me, but at the, at the end, I had to dig within myself and figure out what's wrong with me. What am I doing wrong in my life that's causing me to react in such a such a anxious way? So once I made that decision, I really started to notice that my life was changing and changing for the better. Like I'd be able to run, I would be able to go walk outside and enjoy the, you know, enjoy the sunshine and just really appreciate uh people in my life and as I started to dig within and found you know that love for myself because an important point is the person you are now versus your your recovered person they're they're almost two different people they start from the same foundation but when you recover and you learn that what self-love actually means Remember that person that is on the other side and that you're working towards, if you are able to pull yourself out of this anxious, depressed mind state where maybe you were angry at the world and, you know, looking for a handout and things of that nature and were able to build something better uh, today, that takes an extreme amount of love. I mean, and love for yourself. And when you have that love, it's a center of peace it's a center of tranquility, and it's something that as a recovered warrior, you will always be able to fall back on because you will not let challenges in life break you down. And you have to make that decision. And once you find that that love for yourself and start working on you, and as, as you know, it's like in these podcasts, you are the most important person in the world. And that's not to say that the world revolves around you. That's, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that your recovery is the most important journey you're going to take in your life because by going through that experience and pulling yourself out, you're going to be able to help others. And that is the most important part of being a human is taking your experience and sharing it with someone else. And so if you can say, look, I made the decision, the core tenets, I've, I've taken the responsibility, I have accountability for my actions. So the good things that happen, I'm going to give myself credit. The, the things and mistakes that I made, I have to admit those and, and try to make amends with people that I've hurt. Those two aspects are the calling of your higher self, your warrior self, to, to come through and say, I can do this. I can recover. 
and any person that is able to pull you out of your headspace and to a better headspace, that's a really strong person. And, and think about it, the therapist didn't do that. The therapist didn't reach into your mind and, and pull out your higher self, you did. You're the one that's going to pull out your higher self. And I know it's cliche, so if I could do it, then anybody could do it. Well, it's truth. And if you could have known me, you know, five, 10 years ago, do, trying to recover and in my darkest moments that I can't really share on a podcast because it's something that's lived, it's a, you know, and you have to be able to see me in those moments. But what I'm telling you, being by yourself, wondering, you know, what am I doing with my life? These are the moments where you, where your higher self is calling to you and you can either decide to ignore that voice and say, no, I'm a victim. You know, I just, I can't recover. This is too hard. Or you can say, take a chance, roll the dice. What do you have to lose? I mean, you have the, the opportunity here to build something great. And I want you to do that. So if you hear these words, just realize that your higher self is within you and you have to work. It is going to take a lot of work and you have to take the responsibility to say, I will do this. And I don't care what life throws at me, I'm going to pull out my higher self and become better than what I was before. And once I have done that, I have the accountability to share that message with others because there are other people who are struggling to find themselves as well. So that wraps up episode two uh, for our Warrior Ethos uh, series. I wish you all peace, love, and happiness, and I will catch you in the next one.